It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Courage for Tuesday, Election Day, November 7th, with your hosts, me, Ray, and the uh, the kid who hates his haircut, Zach. How are you today, handsome, other than hating your haircut? Yeah, I'm working through it, man. I'm doing okay. I'm doing well. I'm actually, you know what? Let me be honest. I'm doing great, Dad. You know why? Because we have, from our two most reputable data sources, we have wholesale used car prices taking a turn, man. They are no longer going up, evidently. Both Black Book and Cox Automotive providing the latest data here that wholesale used car prices are falling off a cliff, plummeting down to earth, whatever you want to say, man. <laughs> Look at this debt. Nearly a 1% decline is what Black Book says week over week. So we will yeah. start the show here. Trucks and SUVs lost 1.12% of their value in just one week on the wholesale markets. The Cox Automotive data also paints a pretty interesting picture in terms of wholesale used car prices coming down. Dad, dealers can't sell overpriced used cars? Is that is that what's going on? Um. Um, I think that could be part of it. I um, banks won't finance overpriced used cars. Uh, banks are being more particular about who they're willing to lend money to. Uh, there's all kinds of things that are involved in in the plummeting of uh, used car prices. Down go price. Well, you know, the wholesale prices have gone down. Retail prices haven't seen that significant of a drop and until legitimately until we see that that drop on the retail side of things consumers customers people who are interested just they're not going to believe um that there's any significant downfall in prices so i you know it it makes for a nice headline and a good that, thumbnail that no, 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 but let's let's go here. So this is now we're looking at Cox Automotive's data. Okay, yeah, we'll go to their wholesale value in just a second here. But one of the subheadings in their update on the used car market is this: used retail vehicle sales decreased in October. So we are seeing a slowdown in sales of used cars in the industry. Assessing retail vehicle sales based on observed changes in advertised units tracked by V Auto, we initially estimate that used vehicle retail sales in October were down 2% compared to September, and the year-over-year comparison with 2022 worsened again. Used retail sales are estimated to be down 4% year-over-year in October. The average retail listing price for a used vehicle declined 0.7% over the last four weeks. I'm not saying that you know 0.7% decline in used car retail values is like a crash, a plummet, a bubble bursting. It is a sign that things are slowing down. On the heels of new car sales data, which was also not that good, fleet sales were even down, which we'll get into in a second here. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to, um, the picture I'm trying to paint is that things are slowing down. Yes. Wholesale prices we know typically in normal times would be the precursor to what would happen to retail prices. Wholesale prices are going down. Retail prices are going down. Retail sales rates are slowing down. That should lead towards lower used car prices, which could be perfect timing for end of year when people are going out there to purchase their new vehicle. It, it should. You know, historically speaking, it, it, it would lend itself, lend us to believe that. Um, I think the dilemma, if I can dig into it for just a second, I believe the dilemma is that the prices went up so friggin' much in 2021, 2022, that unless 
consumers see like a 15 to 20% decline in used car asking prices, yeah. they ain't going to feel as if the prices have been lowered. I think most people are still looking at used car prices and going, this is out of control. This, this is, this is just crazy. And, and so unless there's that 15 to 20% decline in retail pricing, which there probably will not be, um, people are just going to stay on the sidelines going, prices are too damn high. Um, you know, and it's because they went up, what was it, 40, 50% in 2021 and 2022? Um, you know, are they ever going to get back to where they were? Probably never. And that's the dilemma. Yeah, it, it certainly is. It makes me wonder a little bit doubt about trade-in values. I've got we've got Justice here in the chat. Only your trade-in value is falling. Justice, if you have any examples from deals that you've helped people with, again, back at CarEdge.com, that is what we do professionally. We help people navigate buying, selling, all that fun stuff. Bob uh, here saying, does that suggest further erosion in trade-in values? Let's go early. Let's go often. Let's do a quick example here. I've got um, a Carvana vehicle, a Chevy mm. Silverado 1500. The latest offer we got from Carvana five days ago on this 2015 Chevy Silverado 1500 crew cab with 118,000 miles on it in Philly, Philadelphia. They say it actually went up $300 in value from October to November. So let's do it, Pops. Let's put it into our cell network and let's see what's going on in the market right now. Maybe wholesale values are starting to take a hit. Maybe your ability to trade in this vehicle and get you know a decent value for it is going down. I'll put you on the spot. What is a Philly zip code? Well, outside of Philly, Springfield is 19064. So use that. That's right outside of Philly. Perfection. So let's put this in carage.com slash sell. What do you think, Dad? Carvana went up $300 on this I think, 2018. I think Carvana is going to be the highest bidder on that truck with 115 or 118,000 miles on. Because you you think, you know, like CarMax doesn't really like a vehicle like this. Is that right? Well, we know that that there is a glut of new pickup trucks. I can't imagine that nine-year-old pickup trucks can, you know, and I can be wrong, can bring that kind of money today. I just, so I think Carvana's bid might be the highest. Again, just to pull it back up on the screen, we're having this conversation because wholesale values, I'll pull that back up, wholesale values, even from Cox Automotive, you can look at the chart here, guys, wholesale used vehicle value index, it's down. It's, yes. It's gone down significantly if we go all the way up to the top here. Down 2.3% in October from September, down 4% year over year. Mannheim, that says 2.3% down. You go over to Black Book, Black Book says truck prices, especially down 1.12% week Just over week. Last week, yes. Then we come here to Carvana. They send me for so many various vehicles, different pricing, you know, track your value. We've got a 2015 Chevy Silverado 1500. 118,000 miles on it and a $15,000 100 offer from Carvana up 300 bucks. Drum roll, please. That same truck. Wow. Wow. So this is what makes this so difficult because everyone, you know, Justice said it, Bob said it here, you know, does this mean that mm -hmm. this is going to further erode trade in values? No. Vroom at $17,955. CarGurus at $17,550. CarMax at $17,400. Give me the VIN. We're pending on that. 
I mean, Dad, this is $2,800 more <laughs> than what Carvana was offering. Holy cow. You might as well call it $2,900 more. Um, yeah, I, I apparently there's no rhyme or reason to the marketplace. Um, I will say this. I am ever so thankful that I am not involved in the car business beyond talking about it with you on a daily basis. To, to actually have to sit in a dealership and put a number on a car today to try and to try and figure out what a real honest to goodness trade value is an actual cash value on a trade it, it's virtually impossible because that truck that truck should be like a $12,000 truck if it's anything at all not an $18,000 truck um so yeah i'm 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 glad I don't have to sign my name to any appraisal slips these days. Um, I think that's the truth, man. It totally is because it's like a crapshoot. Again, you look at the macro data and it's like, okay, values are going down. The market's slowing down. Then you look at what these big publicly traded you know, online bidding. But I want to do one more because I, I truly find this the, fascinating. The thing, the thing that yeah. drives me crazy about it, it's a nine-year-old truck with 118,000 miles on it. So let's Who's do another example. Finance it. How, how do you how do you sell that truck to somebody and find a bank to lend money against that for any extended period of time so that somebody can I, I how why why would as a bank why would you on a 9-year-old truck with 100 there was a time not all that long ago where if a vehicle had 100,000 miles or more on it, banks weren't interested in financing them at all. Now, vehicles with 118,000 miles that are going to sell, if these numbers are correct, are going to retail for $20,000, $21,000. Nobody walking in with cash for that. So you got to expect the bank to find Who's going to finance that for five years? or four years, or even three years. It's just the whole thing. The whole thing's nuts. Just nuts. So who's, taking the, who, who's taking the losses here? While, you're, while you were um, going through that, I just entered in another vehicle, so we'll take a look in just a second. Who's, who's eating the loss here? I guess, it's, I guess there must be a customer coming and paying cash for these things. Well, like that who's eating the loss here is, is the American public, okay? Because... Vroom and car gurus and CarMax couldn't afford to offer what they're offering if they didn't think that they could actually turn around and sell it for some type of profit. So apparently there's still enough people out there that have no idea what things are worth or should be worth and pay way more for it than, than they absolutely should. You know, I, I was only in the business for 43 years. There's no way a, a nine-year-old truck, I don't care what kind of condition it's in, a nine-year-old truck with 118,000 miles on it is worth $18,000. It's, it's a, it's a ten dollars to $12,000 truck in the real world where you're dealing with, with real values. And this, this, is like, this is like fantasy football. I mean, we just... We're just 
we're just making up numbers as we go along. It just it doesn't bear any resemblance to reality. I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's do another one. So Carvana, okay. I'm also tracking a newer with fewer miles, 2020 GMC Sierra 1500 double cab. It's got 41,600 miles on it in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Carvana has said that this vehicle has dropped off a bit of a cliff. Okay, It uh-huh. used to be worth $29,200. Yes. Then it went down 3.4% to $28,200. That's the offer from Carvana. Do you think the offers from the other competitors will be higher or lower? Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm on the prices right, but I'm going to say higher, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> this is a kind of fun game. Look at that, Dad. CarMax at $31,600. $3,400 higher than Carvana. Echo Park at $28,006. CarGurus at $27,590. Vroom at $25,585. It's almost like picking stocks, man. Like, how can there be a $6,000 difference here in offers. Like to your point, I'm not wanting to put numbers on cars. This is a perfect example of that. Well, how it could be is because some are based on reality and some are based on, on fantasy. And CarMax is supposed to be the adult in the room, dad. They're they're supposed to be the ones that know what they're doing. Exactly. And, and, and the fantasy is, is that they know that there's a retail customer out there that's going to pay more than that for that vehicle, even though it's probably a $25,000 truck. But you know what I'm curious? Sorry, we're going to do, I, I hate to harp on this, but I think it's really interesting. We also have back in, uh, in when you log into your carriage account, we also have, I think it's under tools. Yeah. Black book. Yes. So let's actually run the black book number for this as well. So we've gotten the cash offers. The odometer was 41,600 miles. What do you think? Do you think the book value, Dad, is going to be higher or lower than the cash offers? Oh, it's going to be lower. Wow. Yeah, look at that. So black book says that in average condition, this is a $35,855 truck. That 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 is... $6,000 more than the highest CarMax offer. Um, well, in average condition, it's it's five, it's what, $4,000 more? Or yeah, $4,000. Yeah, you're right, $4,000. Because CarMax, again, was at $31,600. Carvana, and, and, the, same, the same vehicle with Carvana is a $28,200 cash offer. Black Book says it's a retail $38,150 vehicle. <laughs> Even on private sale, it's a, you know it's a thirty-seven thousand. I I don't know. I I I'll say it again. I am ever so thankful I'm not in the business. I am ever so thankful I don't have to try and figure out what a what a wholesale or a retail value is on on a pre-owned car today. I just I there's just too many variables and too many times that you can bet wrong. Um. Yeah, you know, pickup trucks are 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 very popular in the Phoenix area, and the good thing about them in the Phoenix area is there's very little rust, um, if there's rust at all. But still, it just it, it it seems so inflated, and and the fact that there are people out there who apparently will buy them for that kind of money on a retail basis, I just. It just shocks the hell out of me. It really does. Um, 
yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I couldn't be in retail automotive today. Um, yeah, completely agree. It is pretty <laughs> wild. All right, let's switch gears. That we had a comment come in from Taker Six One Zero. Thank you for this. Thank I you. saw a 2022 Hummer EV Edition one with 849 miles on it, listed at 185 thousand dollars by Better Cars Colorado on Cars.com. They gave it their quote good deal. yeah yeah it's a really good deal to pay one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars for a two-year-old hummer ev even though it only has 849 miles on um yeah sure that yeah what the hell i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a great deal rating (laughs) great for the dealer selling it yeah Great in those algorithms. It's hard work, folks. So sometimes they can make mistakes, evidently. <laughs> um, all right, Dad. Speaking of mistakes, speaking yeah. of mistakes, we've got uh man, should we do it early this early? Can the rest of the show be all really you've got to be kidding me? I guess it very could well, be. Very well could be. Uh, all so, right, yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Really? You gotta be kidding me. All right, folks, we will start here. Unfortunate news out of pickup truck land. Ford Chevrolet Ram crew cab pickups fall short on IIHS. Crash test the 2023 Ford F-150, Chevy Silverado 1500, and Ram 1500 crew cab pickups were rated as, quote, poor in the Institute's revised moderate overlap front crash test. So we've got millions of these big old full-size pickup trucks on the road. And the headline in the industry publication Automotive News Today is that they all fell, not all, but Ford, Chevy, and Ram, their flagships, all fell short and were rated poor in the new overlap front crash test. What did I say in the the email I sent to you about that? (laughs) I don't remember. What did you say? Um, What's big, bad, and popular and doesn't crash test well? Um, (laughs) You know, one of the most popular vehicles out there seem to be pickup trucks. Okay, so... We have more Americans driving these pickup trucks that, well, if they hit each other, oh, that's a bad thing. It's a bad thing because it's not going to be as safe for them as the SUV they might have been driving or the sedan they might have been driving. It it just, but we don't, the buying public really doesn't seem to care. They, we want a pickup truck. And how many times do we see pickup trucks on the road and, and, very rarely are they doing anything with the pickup truck that, well, a pickup truck was invented for in the first place, which is to carry stuff, which is to be a utility type vehicle. And, and people treat them as just, well, like these large luxury vehicles that just happen to have this open air space in the back, you know, that, that we can throw our Yeti cooler into. And because, you know, it just wouldn't fit in the back seat. Uh, I just, I don't, man, I say this way too often, but I just don't get it. I just <laughs> don't get it. I appreciate the Yeti cooler reference. You sound like someone who owns a pickup truck. So no, but it's, it's, it's sad when you see these IIHS crash test ratings and they're not good. It's especially sad when it's for the most popular vehicles being sold out there. Not, yeah. not just Ford, not just Ram, not just Chevy, all three, the three. Fastest selling, most popular full-size pickup truck. So yeah, that's unfortunate. Really, you got to be kidding me. Number one, let's go to really, you got to be kidding me. Number two, and I will be giving you a lot of uh, just dad FaceTime here in a moment. We have dad. Yeah. Lucid. Yeah. Lucid face is tough. 
Emphasis on tough. Q3 earnings call after slow sales and price cuts. The startup is expected to lose only $338,000 for every error sedan it makes this year, according to Bloomberg Intelligence, on the upside. Lucid will present its new Gravity crossover on November 16th. Estimates say they will only lose $600,000. I'm I'm teasing there, but (laughs) this is another example of an automaker that... This, 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 yeah, this, yeah, this, I'm, I'm this is this is my favorite example of nothing succeeds succeeds quite like failure. Um, but you know, the CEO might find himself out of a job soon because prior to this, they were losing about five hundred and fifty thousand dollars per vehicle sold, and that's down to three hundred and what was it, sixty-four thousand. So he's knocked almost two hundred thousand dollars in losses off of the huge losses that they had. The, the the Saudi fund that backs this is going to look at this and go, oh, that's no good, you know. And this is the same guy they paid three hundred sixty nine million dollars to last year in in the earnings uh, compensation for him. I'm telling you, um, can, hey, would you do me a favor? Would you allow me to run Car Edge into the ground, but pay me way too much for doing it? No, no, but I will. <laughs> I will give you the chance to do your third and final, really. You got to be kidding me. Probably the best one of the show, Dad. We have a dealer out here that is taking dealer markups to a whole new level. This is a Dodge dealer, Dad. Yes. I'm not going to say who, although some of you can maybe read what's on the screen. I'm I'm trying to read. I can't see the screen enough. Scroll up. You don't see where it it says dark cars assurance. Oh, I, I didn't. Okay. So it's a, so are you suggesting it's a dark horse dealership? I have no clue. This was just posted on the internet. You can't necessarily yes. believe everything on the internet. Yes. Um, you've got that a vehicle, a Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye. Yes. For $386,000. We got to be careful here. Dark Cars is one of the dealer groups that has threatened to uh, take legal action against Car Edge uh, for who knows what reason. So I'm going to be very careful careful here. Everything that we say in the next segment is our opinion. Yes. This is information on the internet, Dark Cars. So please do not come after us. It's posted on the internet. We It was shared with us. Please do not come after us. We're just going to make some commentary on the potential that one of your dealerships may be listing a Dodge vehicle for 386,000 big ones. Seems reasonable to me. You know, I think the only thing I would complain about is the wheel locks for $195. (laughs) Um, Why? Why? Dodge Hellcat, red eye, a black eye, green eye, blue eye. I don't care what color <laughs> eye it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> for for 300 and some thousand dollars, if you are actually considering buying it, get your head examined, take your head out of your ass. I don't care. You're going to say to yourself, yeah, but in 50 years, this son of a gun's going to be worth like $50 million because it, it's the last Hellcat, red eye, ice vehicle. Come on. And and then and then for a dealership to, to suggest, well, we know it's going to be worth like, well, I don't know, half a trillion dollars in 30 years or whatever. So we're only going to charge you $250,000 extra to buy it. All of you, between the dealership 
and any potential customers, take your heads out of your collective asses, move on with life, go find something else to piss away your money on. Okay. Um, I don't know. You know, people, people just really need to, I was going to say they really need to start using their heads, but <laughs> based, based on that, we know people don't. And, and so I don't know why I rant and rave and rail about these things because there's some stupid ass that's going to go out there and buy that. And, 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 that stupid ass might think to himself, well, I got a hell of a deal because I talked them down to $300,000. Exactly. Exactly. That's the aspect of this that pains me the most is that you advertise a quarter of a million dollar market adjustment. Yes. And if you end up only making $150,000 market adjustment, last time I checked, that market adjustment, Dad, is air. It's literally just profit. Like, that's all it is. And, and I'm just guessing. But the salesperson that sells that, he ain't getting paid off of any of that. Okay. They're, they're probably, they're, they're, you know, I'm just guessing. I never worked for dark cars, but I'm guessing they're just telling anybody, any salesperson that sells that, you're getting a flat commission. And maybe it's $1,000. You know, meanwhile, you know, the, the good folks at dark cars are just going to pocket, I don't know, an extra $150,000 in, in, in profit. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there's a couple people that are getting ripped off here. The salesperson who sells it, who isn't going to be able to participate in any of that extra profit, and I don't know the dealership or the buyer that says, "Yeah, I'm, I, I want to buy that." Th those are the two people really getting ripped off here. And and I, I don't know. I you know I shouldn't say this, but if I was a salesperson at that that dealership. I wouldn't even agree to sell it. I, if I had anybody that was on that vehicle, I'd just give them right to my manager. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I don't want your thousand dollars, you yeah. know, because because you so I'm not gonna put up with any of this aggravation that's gonna be associated with selling this car. It ain't worth it. You're gonna make you're gonna make a hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy thousand dollars. You're gonna pay me a measly thousand dollars. And if that customer has any issues at all, he's going to come back to me. I'm not in on that. <laughs> just not. There's so many aspects of that. And again, just post it on the internet. Maybe it's not real. My supposition is it's real and that they're trying to get that money because it's a rare car. I mean, hey, we understand the dynamics of supply and demand. This is also the most egregious dealer adjustment I've seen in a long, long time. And I wonder how, I wonder how CDJR or Stellantis feels about it. You know, they see this stuff. Like, how do they feel? Here, I'll help you with how they, they don't care. How do they feel about it? They don't care. They're going to say, oh, I hope they get the $383,000 for it because that that just means that 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 these uh, hot rods that we're building, they're really collector's items. Um, they don't, they, 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 they'd be happy that there's some poor schmuck out there that's going to pay $383,000 for that car. You want to know the difference between a schmuck and a putz? The putz would negotiate the price down a little bit, but either way, they're they're both stupid as can be. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna jump to the chat here in just a oh. second. We had a thoughtful contribution. 
come in. I want to remind everyone, caredge.com, all the various ways we can help you save, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars. We yeah. talk about the ledge. We can that help dollar. somebody save $383,000. Don't buy the damn car. Okay. Back at caredge.com. I do want to point out under resources up here, or if you log into your Car Edge account, which is free to set up, We've got, of course, Deal School is 100% free and Dealer Reviews. The team relaunched Dealer Reviews. So I really, really, really encourage everyone to check out Dealer Reviews before you buy a new vehicle. And if you've recently purchased a vehicle, it's a call to the community to please find that dealership here on the car search or excuse me, on the dealer search and then add your review. So for example, we've got Gary Rome Hyundai. Let's take a quick peek at Gary Rome Hyundai. John just submitted a review the other day. You can see it right here. Please, please, please. And then you can actually view the inventory at that dealership from the dealership page. So please, please, please go avail yourself of these 100% well, you know what free the, resources. You know what the good news is, Zach? Huh. Um, um, the, well, you can't view the inventory at Dark Cars because they don't want us to show it. I wonder yeah, why. Yeah, Dark Cars, Dark Cars <laughs> explicitly yeah. came to us and said, take our inventory off of your website. Yeah. And we did. Here we go from future Gohan. Thank you for the contribution. Hello, gentlemen. What can you expect if I go to a Toyota dealer and tell them you want a 2023 Tundra 4x4 SR5 and the amount is $52,700 and I have cash for it? Let's talk a little bit about this, Dad, because I don't think you have a pulse right here on top of your mind what the going rate is for a 2023 Toyota Tundra 4x4. Future Gohan, we do have an entire team behind the scenes that are doing these deals day in and day out. You can get discounts on Tundras off of MSRP. Can you at least speak to, Dad, how you should approach this? You shouldn't show up with like a duffel bag full of cash, right? And be like, hey, here it is, 52700 That's not going to get the deal done any more quickly, right? Um, might. <laughs> might. It might in today's world. Um, you know, if, if you showed up and said everything inside this duffel bag will pay for that truck. Um, but, but, you know, I, I would suggest that that's not a good thing to, to do is to walk into a dealership with the cash um, because, A, somebody's got to count it and, 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 B, a lot can happen to somebody walking around with that kind of cash. So don't do that. Uh, you know, I don't know what the market is on Tundras. Um, I, I really don't. Our team does. So here, let's check. Let's check really quick. Yeah, for, I, I was going to um, say, so I, I mean, what I think that on a 2023, if there are a number of tundras available, uh, that if 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 there is that number, then you should be able to get some type of discount, I would think, or at the very least, not have to pay for any dealer installed accessories that they might utilize to um, jack up the price even more. So I'm taking a thought. Dad, we have we have our um, fair price algorithm, but what I'm pulling up on the screen here before we look at that is like here's a dealer, here's a dealer advertising two thousand dollars off of MSRP. Okay. So let's see here. Yeah, it just says dealer discount. So this is not tied to financing or anything. This just says dealer discount. And then let me come back here. Of course, what we our don't know is what, what we that? don't know is if there's any deal or installed accessories that they're going to hit you with once you walk True. in there. True. Our fair price algorithm says MSRP is a fair price. And I know, and we should update this. We'll have a conversation with Mario Space afterwards. Tundras, we know, are going below MSRP. So this dealer is advertising $2,000 below MSRP. Our algorithm says anything below MSRP is a fair deal. 
I, you know, going back to the comment, I'm not sure that walking in and saying like, hey, here's the cash, here's yeah. the deal. I actually think if anything, I know you've talked about this, Dad. We we kind of see eye to eye. Like the dealership still wants to make money doing your financing. So like they still prefer if you finance, it's harder to get you approved, but they still prefer because yes. they can make money on it. So I'm not sure I walk in and say, here's the cash, you know, and I would use our fair price algorithm as a proxy for for what you're able to get. And you should be able to, we, we're starting to, they're not in the dealer network yet, the car edge network, but we are doing some work with the Toyota dealer um, and it's going really well thus far. And so I know they're doing no accessories for car edge customers. So I think you could get a thousand, two thousand dollars off of MSRP plus no accessories, at least through the dealer we're working with. And I'm sure you can find others. So I, I think that's like a, a good approach there. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, like I say, I'm not familiar with what the market is on Tundras. Um, I think most people could tell I'm not really a pickup guy. Um, so that's why I'm not really familiar with, with the market for Tundras. But I, I would I would think that like a $50,000 Tundra is a bargain in today's world. <laughs> yeah, compared to its domestic peers. I will comment yeah. that, um, so Mark says, so you should finance and then um, pay it off after the first month or refinance. So here's an example. I was helping a customer with a Grand Highlander. There's mm -hmm. actually a $1,000 cash incentive from Toyota Financial Services right now. There is on a Grand Highlander, a hybrid of all as well. Okay. $1,000 cash incentive. You have to finance through Toyota Financial Services. The dealership gets a chargeback if you refinance or pay it off within three months. But that doesn't matter to you. Like, if you want to take advantage of the thousand dollars, go refinance it. Let, let me put it to you this way: the dealer doesn't feel bad when they stick it to you, um, and they overcharge you for stuff. And there would be, in in uh, the real world, there would be no reason for you to feel bad if you stuck it to the dealer. And and I'm not very encouraging. Clear. It's not about. It's not about sticking it to anyone. It's just like doing the thing that makes the most sense for sense you. For if the dealer's you. optimizing for profit. You should be optimizing to save money. Just do the thing exactly. that makes the most sense. It's not. It's not a fight. I, I. I don't know. I just. I take a little exception to the idea of like fighting because you used to have customers come in and fight with you, and that's not productive either. It's just do what makes the most sense for you. Yes, exactly. But but I I, I think my point was that I was trying to make is don't feel bad about it. Yeah feel glad that you were able to take advantage of a situation that would be beneficial to you. Okay. Your concern should be with what's most beneficial for you and, and not worry about what's most beneficial to the dealership. hundred percent. And again, there are actual incentives out there for Toyotas and use the fair price algorithm. Mario keeps it really updated, you know? So like truly if a vehicle's under a new vehicle's under the fair price algorithm, that's a really good you know, demonstration because we base the fair price algorithm for new cars off of MSRP. If it's below that, that's a dealer that's advertising a really aggressive price. Mm -hmm. Again, you then got to double check or maybe even check dealer reviews. This is what's nice about dealer reviews, by the way, let's see. Does this dealership have any reviews? No, no reviews yet for Beeman Toyota. But those reviews will also show up down here. And so that's a great way to see, like, is the dealership adding packages and things like that? This is why we need, it's a call to action to the community to go to caredge.com, add reviews, contribute to the community. So lately, this becomes a, you know, a better and better experience. Exactly. Even Toyota did, $1,000 TFS cash. Will the interest rate be higher than your credit union? Probably. Will you refi it a month later? Absolutely. Did you just save 950 bucks? Yes, you did. Like, take advantage of these things, folks. They're out there. Yes. No. That, and that's the way you need to look at it, is to what's in your best interest. 
So, 100 percent yeah all right well pops happy tuesday that was quite fun i enjoyed giving you the space to do the really you got to be kidding me as you are you're a hoot man let's remind everyone that we will be back tomorrow at 9 a.m eastern yes ah, 9 a.m 12 p.m eastern 9 a.m pacific 7 it's now 7 a.m in hawaii in honolulu but it would still be 8 a.m in anchorage 8 a.m. and anchor. Yeah, it's getting a little confusing. Oh, and the podcast. Thank you to everyone that continues to tune into the Auto Insiders with Ray Shafska podcast. Still the number one podcast in the automotive industry. So please keep listening to that caredge.com slash podcasts to get your hands on that. Any parting shots, Pops? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, if you have a lot of spare time, just just let it run on a on a constant loop. Um, so so that it seems like we're getting a lot more listens than you would think. But I, I hope people are 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 finding some of the conversations interesting. And yes, Mark Miller, steak dinner Saturday night. I was having this conversation with Uncle Kenny last night. I said, yeah. you know, Saturday, I'm going down to D.C. Um, apparently, Zach has decided to take me to the most expensive damn steakhouse in in D.C. And like, and Kenny said, really? I said, yeah. He said, well. What's it costing you to get there? I said, by train, it's only costing me 180 bucks. So <laughs> I got to spend 180. So I don't, I don't want, I don't want to suggest to you for even a second that I'm going to do everything in my power to eat $180 worth of food to make up for that 180 bucks I got to spend in train travel and lift and you know, but perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we will likely yes. live stream a portion of this. We're going with my girlfriend, Laura, and my sister, Dara. Unfortunately, her husband can't join us. So we'll, we'll either we'll live stream or we'll put something up for a couple minutes there. But we are I'm taking my dad to Bourbon Steak, which is in the Four Seasons Hotel in Georgetown. It is going to be very expensive, very delicious. And honestly, these types of things, Dad, I, I don't think I... We've never been there before. I don't know if we've ever eaten it quite. Eh, maybe we've eaten at this expensive of a restaurant once or twice before. But like for you and me, this is this is like as as bougie as it gets. This is the reason to do it. You, we had a goal. Yeah, you effing crushed it. You were not only number one in the automotive podcast category. Yeah. You were number one in the whole leisure category, which is like the parent. Okay, you've got to celebrate, man. I know. I I love to work really, really, really hard, and you gotta yeah. you gotta celebrate really hard too. It's going to be expensive. It's going to be delicious. And I hope you spend $180. They had that like some Wagyu stuff, man. That was like 300 bucks. That's, that's insanity. I, I was telling Uncle Kenny uh, last night, you know, I, I looked at their menu and they, they have French onion soup. It's $23 for a bowl of French. I, I want to know how special these damn onions are that, 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 that you can get a bowl of soup out of that for $23. Uh, it's just the whole thing is just, I understand um, it's at the Four Seasons. I understand th that, uh, you know, it, it's supposed to be an expensive place. Uh, but I don't understand the pricing of it all because it just seems ridiculous. I mean, you know, like a salad is 20 bucks. A salad. You know, I'm not even, and they don't even give you the whole damn head of lettuce, okay? Or a baked potato. For $23. A baked potato. I mean, where the hell did this baked potato come from? Is it a russet baked potato from Idaho? Did they did they drive it here in its very own little limousine, little potato limousine to get it there? I mean, 
who comes up with these prices? And then God bless my son. He he's gonna whip out his credit card and pay for it. So I'm 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 pretty excited. I really am. I'm disappointed to find out that 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 Zach, your brother-in-law, won't be there, but uh, maybe we'll get him a to-go platter. Potato, <laughs> potato limousine, limousine. A sentence yeah. I never thought I'd hear. All right, everyone, enjoy. Enjoy your Tuesday. Have a wonderful week. I love you very much, Dad. We'll be back tomorrow. And we will. Uh, thanks for making me smile. I, my cheeks hurt, honestly. From <laughs> well, that. that was funny. That's, that's what I'm here for is, is to make people smile. Thank you, honey. I love you. And uh, yes, I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow.